Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. we begin our journey in regards to living in the power of the Holy Spirit is by turning to this amazing Pentecost event in Acts. Acts 2, 1 through 4 begins. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came the sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Or 50 days after the resurrection, which is the most significant event to happen in the history of the world, during the Jewish feast of Pentecost, we find that as all of Jesus' disciples are gathered together in one place, Something very, very strange and world-shattering happens. In that, from out of nowhere, there, there comes the sound of the rush of a violent wind, and it fills the entire room. And for those of us who live in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, we know that sound. We listen to it all week long, right? But instead of the room being filled with the effects of the wind, what happens is that from out of nowhere, these tongues of fire just appear. And what happens in the midst of that is that it rested on each of them and it filled them with the Holy Spirit, which means the, the miracle that is happening here is that the creator of the universe, God himself, is taking up residence within ordinary average people for the first time in the history of the world. Every single one of Jesus' disciples who was sitting there that day was filled with the presence of God. And what makes this moment even more significant is that up until this moment in history, according to Scripture, the Spirit was not just poured out on any and everyone, but instead was given to a few special people at certain times to help those people accomplish God's work. For example, many of the leaders of Israel were filled with God's Spirit to help them as they governed and ruled over God's people. The prophets were oftentimes filled with God's Spirit to speak on behalf of God whenever that was needed. Others were given the ability to do miraculous things all around them. And even as you get into the New Testament, you will find that for the most part, up until the Pentecost event, the only one whom God poured out His Spirit upon and it rested and it stayed is Jesus. Which then is made even more significant when you understand that Pentecost was not just a harvest festival. But it was a week-long celebration and remembering of God meeting with Moses up on Mount Sinai as he gave his people the Torah. These holy God-inspired words. You guys have seen the Ten Commandments. You know what I'm talking about. This is one of the biggest events in the history of the Jewish people. It doesn't get any bigger than God showing up to give these people these God-inspired And what all of that reveals to us is that first of all, what is happening here is actually bigger than what happened when Moses received the Torah. And you've really got to get that. So what's happening on the Pentecost event is bigger than when God showed up and gave the people the law. 
It's even bigger than that. And the reason why it's bigger than that is because instead of just having the wisdom, teaching, and law of God written down in a book or on tablets or however it was at that time to refer to, with the coming of the Holy Spirit, people now have direct access to God who lives inside of them. Or think about the relationship that you can have with someone via letters and emails and how that works out, that written communication kind of way, compared to the relationship that you have with yourself. Because what God is doing here, this this giant leap forward, is that God has made a a way where he is going to indwell his people. Or he's no longer just going to be connected to us through some distant kind of way, but he has come to live inside of us. And then secondly, what's being proclaimed here? And you guys, what, you guys are just sitting there. I just told you that the creator of the universe comes to live inside of you. And you guys look at the Oh, like, oh yeah, well, we know that. Great. You, you need to do more than know that. You need to feel it with every part of your being. You need to get connected. It doesn't get any bigger than that. Then, secondly, what's being proclaimed here is that no longer is it the case that God is just pouring out his spirit on certain special people. You don't have to be special. You don't have to be anointed in a certain type of way. no. What Pentecost reveals to us is that anyone who gives their life to Christ is filled with the Spirit. Now, it might not be in tongues of fire and all that kind of stuff. It's usually much more subtle than that. But you need to know that living on the inside of you right now at this very moment and for the rest of your lives is the Spirit of God. Or no longer do you need to think about the Spirit of God or God's presence being somewhere out there in the world around you and all that kind of stuff, or or even up there, you need to realize that the presence of God lives inside of you. And again, I say that this is something as Christians we've heard our entire lives and we're just like, oh yeah, the Spirit lives within us. God himself has, for some reason, picked you You being the ding-dong that you are, because let's be honest, we're all a bunch of ding-dongs. He has chosen to live inside of you. But now that you get the significance of what happened on that incredible event of Pentecost, next what we need to get into is why God has done this. Why has God, you know, before there, it was one way, but then all of a sudden at Pentecost, why did God change the game? What's going on here? What's, how is God moving things forward? And all we have to do to see this is we have to turn back to the first part of the book of Acts, chapter 1. Right before Jesus ascends into heaven, he, he makes everything crystal clear. He says this in Acts 1, 6 through 8. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord... Is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus replied, It's not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And what Jesus is getting at here is that, first of all, as Jesus' disciples, we are not supposed to worry about when all things are going to come to completion. We're not supposed to worry about when the end of the world is going to happen. That's not for us to know. He says it here, and he says it in other places as well. No, what we're supposed to be worried about 
is devoting our lives to proclaiming and living the gospel message of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. That's what it means to be a witness. Go show and tell the world what it is that God has done through Jesus. Or in other words, to take up the mission that was started in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and go out and show and tell that to the world as Jesus did. That's what's going on here. And the reason and where the Holy Spirit fits in all of this, which is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, is that in the same way, and this just blows me away, in the same way God poured out his spirit on Jesus to empower and lead him, which is what happens when Jesus is baptized. In the same way God did that to send Jesus out to do all the amazing things that he did for the kingdom, God has now poured his spirit out on all of his disciples to lead and empower them to go out and continue this same mission, this work of saving, redeeming, and restoring all things. Which means, and you've really got to get this one, the Spirit is not about what we want. The purpose of the Spirit is not to be your own personal genie so you can get whatever you want whenever you want it. And the reason I say that is because I have listened to programs on TV that said, well, if you live in tune with the Spirit, then you will be able to park at the very front at Walmart. It's like automatically it opens up and you get to park there. You guys heard this stuff before? And on and on it goes with this stuff. That's not the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you get one of those spots, great. That's amazing. But I think the Spirit is doing something even bigger than that. He needs us to go out and do things. And so that's what he's empowering us to do. Or God's Spirit has not just moved into our lives so we can get what we want. No, the reason God has come into our lives is to empower, shape, mold, and guide us into the people that God has created us to be. So we can go out and in turn do what God needs us to do. And that's the point that you really, really need to get. The Spirit is not about you and what you want, at least in one big sense. No, the Spirit is about doing this mission, about doing this work that He's been doing since the creation of the world. But before you go off the deep end thinking about how doing what God wants you to do is going to make your life miserable and boring. And for some reason, we're really good at thinking about, well... If I become churchy and I do all these churchy things, then I'm going to become lame like that pastor who stands up here every single week and preaches. All right? Oh, and by the way, I only work one day a week, so it's pretty good life, right? That's, that's the other part of that, right? So that's what we think to ourselves. Man, if I give my life to this God, if I listen to this spirit that lives with inside of me, then that's what my life's going to be. But what I want to share with you this morning is this really cool reality about how the Spirit actually works in our lives. So do you guys know those passions and longings that you have deep inside of you to go out and live an incredible life? You know those dreams and desires to really make a difference in this world and live a life that matters? Any of you guys have those deep inside of you? I think we all do, right? Right? Well, what you need to know about those aspirations and dreams is that oftentimes that's the Holy Spirit calling and nudging you towards whatever it is that God created you to do. Or to put that into perspective for you guys, for me, the Spirit has put in me this insatiable desire and passion to, to consume and learn everything I can about the mysteries of God. And it's why I can't get enough of reading, watching, and listening to anything and everything that has to do with God. When most people cringe at the thought of that, I can't get enough. And it's also why I can't get enough of standing up here every single Sunday morning and sharing with you guys some of the things that I've learned. 
And I hope I make a difference by doing that. But I don't really care because I love to read. And if you guys show up, I'm just going to tell you, right? It's kind of how it works. And for some teachers I know, the Spirit is calling them to be a part of shaping and molding the minds and lives of those kids who are sitting in front of them every single day. They play their part in helping shape and to mold that child to go out and do great things. For many in the medical fields, not only do they have a passion for learning about the miracle that is the human body, but they have been called and gifted by the Spirit to to do the work of healing in big and little ways every single day. That's what gets them out of bed in the morning. And even for farmers, and we don't normally think about farmers and those who are in the agricultural industry as a Spirit-led thing, but the Spirit is the one who guides and leads them to spend long hours raising crops and raising animals because they are the ones that God has created to go out and do what they need to do to feed the world. And not only has the Holy Spirit gifted us with those passions and desires to go out and do all that He has created us to do, and I don't know what that is for you. You've got to figure that out for yourself. But it's also the spirit that if we will get plugged in, and we're going to talk about that in week three, who will empower and guide us in natural and supernatural ways to go out and live our passions and dreams. Which means what happens when we decide to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, what happens when we begin to listen to the voice of the spirit that is within us, It doesn't mean we're going to live a life of suffering and boredom. It doesn't mean we're going to have to move somewhere and do something crazy. It doesn't mean you guys are going to have to become me. But instead it means that you're going to find a life that is far better than you could have created for yourself. Because it's the Spirit who who has not only put those desires and longings in our heart, has gifted us with those that we need to chase, but it's the Spirit that guides and empowers us to go and live out those dreams. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I'm the only one who gets excited about this stuff. So so basically, in a nutshell, what I'm trying to tell you is you need to listen to your heart. You need to listen to the spirit that is inside of you calling you to go and do incredible things. You need to follow that. Because that is the gift that God has put inside of you. And not only has God given you that gift, but he's going to power and he's going to empower and inspire you to go out and live it. He's going to help you to do things you could have never done on your own. But you got to listen. So for me, the biggest issue we have with connecting with the Holy Spirit is we're not real good at listening. Or we're really good at turning that voice off because we got other things that we need to get done in the day. Or we're really good, and this is my favorite because I do this all the time. That's too big. I can't do that. Instead of just listening and trusting. So in summary, basically what's going on here, at least what I'm trying to get across to you guys, is this. On the Pentecost event, God decided to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Which means if you're a Christian, if you've ever given your life to Christ, then at this very moment, that Spirit of God lives with inside of you. And the reason why God has decided to take up residence in you is because he wants to empower and shape and mold you to become the person he created you to be. Which means if you will listen, if you'll get plugged in, you'll find what it is that you've been looking for your entire life. 
because that's the purpose of the Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit is intended to do in our lives. And if you get it, it will transform you forever. Let us pray. Father, as we start this three-week series on tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit, my prayer is that for every single person who gets to hear this series, that they will begin to think about just how mind-blowing it is that you dwell on the inside of us, that you are with us in everything that we do and everywhere we go, and what we need to do is we just need to listen. We need to get plugged in. We need to listen to the, those longings that you have put in our hearts to go out and do incredible things. So Lord, open every single one of us up to that calling. To use speaking in our lives. And may we not just hear. May we actually go and live it. Knowing that you will give us what we need to do. What you created us to do. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.